Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. And welcome back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvat filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We will be uh, with you for the rest of today's show and then for tomorrow as well. We are on until 7 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch us on twitch.tv slash BetQL. We're also on YouTube over on Odyssey Sports, you can catch us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205 as well. So, Ryan, we're going to get to the uh, Mike Vrabel news here in a bit. Obviously fired by the Titans today. want to just continue the college football conversation a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on some other teams, including Notre Dame for next season. You are a Notre Dame fan. They're 25-1 to to win the title next year. As you know, they bring back a lot of firepower. Riley Leonard's going to be the quarterback. And the schedule is isn't as tough it appears as it's been in like previous years right they're at usc they're at texas a&m they get florida state at home other than that though i mean they probably should win every game and you would think of notre dame if they only lose one game they're certainly in the playoff two's probably good enough yeah as well what are your thoughts on notre dame yeah everybody thinks like i should be happy about that they're like you know even if you have two losses you're going to be in the playoff because you're notre dame and that doesn't really make me all that happy because i just I mean, we see what happens when they step up in class in these college football playoff or national championship games. Like, I still have nightmares of Eddie Lacy just running all over Manti Teo. I'll never forget that night because I rented out, like, an entire, um, like, bar to watch that game. And I was, like, just I just met my wife, and her family was there, and her dad went to Notre Dame, and there was a bunch of people, and the game was over by half. So that was very <laughs> fun. I don't know. I uh, 
Definitely think they'll be a college football playoff team. They could be, I should say. Like you said, the schedule is not as tough. Last year, that was the issue. It was just all those games back-to-back-to-back. That was a terrible schedule where you got Duke. uh, You got Clemson, even though they were down this year. I like Riley Leonard. I just, I don't know how good he is. Um, I know how good he was at Duke, obviously. Last year, the problem, you you pay all that money for Sam Hartman. um, But Tommy Reese kind of leaves last minute. Now they have a new OC. They bring in Denbrook from LSU, who I do think I like. I mean, obviously, like they were pretty solid this season. Last year, the issue with Notre Dame was the wide receiver room, though. Their their best wide receiver was Chris Tyree, who was a converted running back. But uh, yeah, like what they're doing this year, you get Chris Mitchell, um, you get Collins, from Clemson, so I think they're a 9-10 win team. I definitely probably uh, would stay away from the futures with them, though. What about Penn State? Also the same yeah. price, 25-1. to Drew Aller's back. Their running backs are back. They got Fleming from Ohio State as a receiver who's supposed to be a stud. We know the defense is going to be good. Don't have to play Michigan next year. Ohio State is at home. So a favorable schedule for Penn State. We know with them, I mean, James Franklin and his struggle against good teams but are they worth a play at 25 to 1 because of the schedule and because of everything they have returned? So I like them this season, like coming into the year, and I like Drew Aller, and I think he is going to be good. They just couldn't push the ball down the field. I yeah. like Katron, uh, Katron Allen and Nicholas Singleton, but like they both kind of had down years compared to what I thought that they were going to have. They have to replace both of their tackles, I believe. They lose on the defensive side of the ball, Chop Robinson. I just, with Penn State, it's the same thing every year. I expect them to win 9-10 to games. I just don't trust them to beat the teams that they shouldn't beat, like Ohio State and Michigan. Like, we call James Franklin this big choke artist. He's really not, though. Like, he wins all the games that Penn State should win. Right. He just doesn't beat Ohio State and Michigan. But the only time he was favored in either of those games, they actually got the job done. I mean... But uh, th- that might be the year. Like, next year might be the year. And if it's not, then I'm staying away forever. But yeah. we, were, we were both on Penn State this we season, were. the Big Ten Futures. And, uh, yeah, that, that's that's the only thing, though. Last uh, couple teams I'll throw at you. We talked about in the Big 12, somebody's got to win that conference. What about the ACC? Clemson and Florida State are both 20-1. to 1. I was all over Clemson this year. Clay, Cade Klubnick in that offense it just didn't turn out to be like I thought it would. Florida State's going to bring in DJU to yeah. run the quarterback. Uh, with Jordan Travis leaving. So what do you think? I mean, would you take a shot at Clemson or Florida State? It looks like the Dabo finally is starting to entertain the idea of getting guys in the portal. Who the hell punched Dabo in the face? Has anybody figured yeah. out where he got that black eye, by the, by the way? No, I, I wish it was me a couple times this season because yeah. we were pretty heavy on Clemson. And Clemson, so they were um, down this year. But also, they could have won all those games. I mean, week one against Duke, terrible field goal luck, terrible turnover luck in the red zone. Even the game against Florida State, right? Like, they have a one-score lead. They're about to go up two scores. They get in the red zone, and Cade Klubnick has that strip sack. He gets absolutely blasted. Florida State ties the game, and then it's over. Yep. So if I'm buying in on a team on the ACC, it would probably be Clemson. We know they're going to be tough defensively. Their issue last year, and actually the last couple years, they don't have that Sammy Watkins, T. Higgins-type wide receiver that could create any separation. They have to entertain the idea of hitting the portal. They have to use the NIL. They're going to have to like bring in the right guys. Because the way that they're trying to do things right now isn't working. I, I don't know how good Cade Klubnick is because I don't really like his wide receivers. You know, last year, and they're going to lose uh, Will Shipley, obviously. Yep. But they had a strong run game. I know they'll be tough defensively, though. So I, I would buy in on them before Florida State. Agreed. You know, it's Mike Norvell in big games that I don't fully trust. And then DJU, do I really want to do it with him again? I, I don't think I do. No, I agree with I've you. I've had enough DJU. It kind of is funny that DJU's going back to the ACC. So right? we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. I agree with you, though. Penn State intrigues me. Notre Dame, I do like this year. I think Riley Leonard pickup was a really good one. And then Clemson, 
I would take over Florida State if you had to make me choose. All right, over to the NFL now, Ryan. So the big news of the day, Mike Vrabel fired by the Titans. And then there was some reporting from Diana Russini. The Titans believe trading Vrabel was too complicated and would take too long, per sources. They wanted to move on quickly. I was told Vrabel never asked ownership for a trade or asked out of Tennessee again. That was coming from Diana Russini. So they uh, they didn't even try and trade him, Ryan. Like, Vrabel, would you put Vrabel in your top five as head coaches? Absolutely. I mean, you got Harbaugh, you got Tomlin, you got Andy Reid, Shanahan. I mean, I think Vrabel, McVay, you know, Belichick. I, I just... Vrabel's fantastic. Like, yeah. Tennessee has one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Right. He had the Titans as a number one seed with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback, right? Yeah. I mean, it's unreal what the guy does. So, yeah. I, uh, like, when you saw the news, 1 to 10, 10 being just like, you dropped everything you were doing, how surprised were you when the news came out? Like an 11. And I kind of figured it might be over in Tennessee, but I figured they would, like, mutually part ways. This is just insanity. Yeah, like, just especially, firing. Like, especially, like, if you're a big fan of uh, betting the Titans, like, as underdogs. I mean, like, as an underdog of four-plus points, he's 14-12 and 12 outright. That's a 54% clip. And that's not against the spread. That's outright. And, like, if you look at other coaches, I saw somebody had this stat, 224 and 652. Like, you win that game 25% of the time if you're a dog by more than four points. And, like, look at some of the playoff wins. They beat Lamar uh, the MVP season. He ended uh, Tom Brady's tenure in in New England. They won that game against the Patriots. They won games last year with Malik at quarterback. I just... uh, yeah, it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense compared to, I mean, considering what he had when he was in Tennessee. They paid Ryan Tannehill way too much money. The A.J. Brown trade made absolutely oh. no sense. Like, yep. if we did a man-on-the-street interview <laughs> right here in Washington, D.C., and just walked down the street and we were like, could you name three wide receivers for the Tennessee Titans the last decade? How many people would answer that? You'd get, like, Julio Jones, maybe. Right. And then A.J. Brown. And they traded him away for pretty much nothing. Um so, yeah, I was shocked. The first thing that popped in my head was, wow, Ohio State should make that phone call right now. I, agree. I don't know that he would want to go to college. That was where I went first, too. You know, because, like, I just, I don't know that you would want that job. Because college football is so much different. You're working year-round with recruiting now and with NIL stuff. And, like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, whereas we're, the NFL, you get a real offseason. You get some time away. That's why Jim Harbaugh is probably going to leave Michigan and go mm-hmm. back to the NFL. You get some time away. Um so, yeah, I was shocked, though. I think Mike Vrabel's a really good coach, and I think he'll probably have his choice of where he wants to go next. And if I'm a betting man, which I am, I would figure it's probably going to be New England. I, I thought about Ohio State, too, especially because being an Ohio State guy, you just w- watch your arch rival right. and Jim Harbaugh at his alma mater win a national championship. I just, Vrabel doesn't strike me as a college football guy, though, right? But Ohio State absolutely would entertain the idea if if he was interested, especially because Ryan Day is on the hot seat. If he loses to Michigan again this year, he's absolutely done. Vrabel, it's just, it's unbelievable. The guy in his career with the Titans is an underdog of four or more points. He's 14 and 12 straight up. Yeah. Not against the spread, 14 and 12 straight up as an underdog or four or more points. He obviously just beat Jacksonville to end the season. The guy is a terrific coach. And like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he wins those games. You know yes. what I mean? Like, doesn't just cover the number. Like, he goes in, he goes on the road and wins these games. What's the knock on Mike Vrabel, if anything? Maybe he's, like, too conservative. But look at, he's never had an all-pro quarterback. I mean, they had Ryan Tannehill. They had the one seed that year. Yeah. Granted, it was kind of a down year in the AFC, the year that, uh, a couple years ago, when Cincinnati made the run to the Super Bowl. But they had the one seed in home field advantage. And, like, 
Yeah, geez. It's he, crazy. Well, well, yeah, man. when you look at the team, I mean, like you look at the roster, it didn't make any sense. Even bringing in D-Hop this year didn't really make a whole lot of sense because last year I thought they should have just blew, uh, blown the whole thing up. Like they were trying to trade Derrick Henry coming into the season. You didn't know how many games you were going to get from Ryan Tannehill anyway because he only played 12 last year and he had a, an ankle injury the entire season. Yep. You draft Will Levis. Malik's clearly not an NFL quarterback. And even the defense. I mean... Who's going to get the most out of that defense other than Mike Vrabel? You know, he got the most out of that team. And uh, that's why I was shocked to see that happen today. Man. Craziness. No, I'm with you, though. I think, I mean, when I first saw the news, it was New England, right? I mean, we know Belichick is, It's we'll see whether or not he comes back. Vrabel obviously played for the Pats. He won Super Bowls. I think that would be a guy towards the top on Robert Kraft's list. Um, I got to tell you, though, some other teams that... uh, interest me maybe for like Mike Vrabel's landing spot if I'm the Philadelphia Eagles especially if they lose to the Bucks I think Sirianni's coaching for his job on Monday night I really do I know really I think that's crazy to think because he was in the Super Bowl last year Ryan I think he's one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL I really do I think he is a product of how good of a GM Howie Roseman is and how great of a roster that they have but you know when when things are good and your team's healthy and they're playing great, sure, that's all fine. But like right now is when you show your true colors as a coach, and the Eagles just look worn down and beat. Yeah, and they, sh- they the players just look miserable, and like there's no leadership or accountability whatsoever. Like if you're the Eagles right now and Mike Vrabel's on the market, even if you beat Tampa Bay. Right. Yeah. Because the Eagles are always forward thinking like they fired Doug Peterson three years after winning a Super Bowl. Right. They let Andy Reid go like they just can sense when it's time to kind of move on from a guy. I think they're kind of sensing that a little bit with Mike Vrabel on the market. I think Philadelphia would interest me a lot. Well, like going back to Sirianni really quick, maybe because I think we maybe overrated how good Shane Steichen is. Right? Like, on the defensive side of the ball, the Eagles, I mean, they just had issues this season in the middle of the field. Like, I don't really love their linebackers. They didn't really replace Gardner Johnson, so you could get them in the slot. Um, Still pretty good against the run, and I like what they did in the draft. So I think they'll be fine on that side of the ball once they figure some stuff out and get a little bit healthier maybe next year. But offensively, the offense has just been so much different this year without Steichen. So maybe maybe you're right on Sirianni. Like, last year, everything was up-tempo. Like, everything was quick. Now they walk to the line of scrimmage. Like, if you watch these games, they're snapping the ball with, like, two seconds, one second left on the play clock. They've had some injuries. Like, Jalen's been dinged this season. Yep. He was sick for a while or whatever. Now they lost A.J. Brown. But um, And it's Philadelphia, so obviously you have high expectations. And how much longer do you have all these guys for? And I'd say Jalen's taking a step back this year. Yeah, I mean, the numbers tell you that. But he's also, like, right now he's his finger's hanging off of his hand and whatnot. He has. But... I, I I don't know though. I, I still think it's I think it's New England, man. And that's why I wonder almost like if there was like an under the table thing. Right. You know, like Vrabel was like, I'm not coming back to coach this team. You guys could look like the alpha males and fire me if you want. Mm. I don't think that's really what went down right there. But I think that they knew he didn't want to be there anymore. I, I why would Vrabel want to go back and coach that team? What's that team even gonna look like next year? Now Derrick Henry's gone. Ryan Tannehill's not the guy anymore. Like, are you sold on uh, Will Levis? No. I'm not. Well, especially with the trajectory of the division, right? Like, Stroud is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Richardson looks good. The yeah. Colts almost made the playoffs. Obviously, Jacksonville was favored to win the division. So the Titans are clearly, like, the team that just is no direction right now. I, I think if I'm Mike Vrabel right now, I'm like, thank you for getting rid of me. Like, now I can right. kind of just choose... So right now, the openings outside of New England are Carolina, Atlanta, Washington, the Chargers, and Vegas. Of those teams, like, 
Is there one that interests you with Mike Chargers. 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 If you want to go the defensive route again, right? Because maybe they go... Is Kellen Moore going to be back calling the plays? I didn't hate Kellen Moore this year as the play caller. The problem with Los Angeles the last couple of years has been defense, and that's why you made the Brandon Staley hire. He was the defensive coordinator. You bring him in, and the defense has somehow regressed every year since Anthony Lynn, and they spent so much money. You have Joey Bosa. You have Cleo Mack. I know he's another year older, but, yeah. I mean, they made the move for J.C. Jackson. He was a complete bust, and they had to cut him, and now he's back in New England. So I wouldn't hate Vrabel with the Chargers. I wouldn't hate Harbaugh with the Chargers. I think that's the best job just because you have Justin Herbert. If you believe Justin Herbert's a top five quarterback. Other problem though is Quentin Johnston looks to be a bust unless you think he can make a year two leap and you owe a bunch of money to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, two guys that can't stay healthy. You're probably going to have to cut one of those guys and Joey Bosa too, but still you get Justin Herbert. So I'll say that's probably the best job. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, look, Washington has kind of become a little bit attractive now that Snyder's gone. All that money that you get to spend in the offseason, you get the number two pick, right? That's what's huge right there. 100%. Um, Atlanta, I mean, look, we know Mike Vrabel likes him a good running back, right? He certainly has a good one in Bijan Robinson. Maybe he can finally get something out of Kyle Pitts. Drake London's really good. Their defense was much improved. And that division is extremely winnable. If you're a team like the Bears and the Saints who've come out and said, you know what? We're going to stick with Eberflus. We're going to stick with Dennis Allen. With this news today, all of a sudden, are you thinking to yourself, you know what? Maybe we'll we'll rethink this with Mike Vrabel. We've got about 15 seconds. Yeah, really quick on that. If I'm the Bears or if I'm the Commanders and I have like the number one, the number two pick, and I'm looking at Caleb Williams, Drake May, I almost want like a Ben Johnson. I think I want an yeah. offensive-minded dude. Like Shane Steichen was going to be with Anthony Richardson, I Ma- feel like. You know what I mean? Whereas with Vrabel... I'd rather see him with the Chargers. Yeah, makes a ton of sense. We'll talk some more about that. Look at the NBA as well. John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton, their injuries, what it means. You better you bet. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvath. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.